What a weekend. Is this the end of the Red Bull dynasty? <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? <laughs> they had they had one bad weekend. I'm sure they're going to be right back on top. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan, and we're going to attempt to break down this wild, crazy, dramatic weekend that was the Singapore Grand Prix. I This was... Amazing. This is one of those like storybook uh, weekends, I think. It was crazy. It was insane. And then, like, the race started out like the first half of the race. I was like, this is going to go down as the bo- most boring race of the season. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. This is awful. I was like, God, oh. it's like, well, I'll watch it. Maybe it'll get better. Like, there's little things happening. And then the last 10 laps happened. You're like, best race ever (laughs) it it was i I think the best analogy was dc when he was like it's like one of those cycling races where everybody's going really slow like nobody moves barely and then all of a sudden they just sprint right at the end and that was basically how this race was everybody was lapping a good five six seconds slower than what they you know could have been if they wanted to yeah i mean the quality the carlos signs was on pole and quality at a 130.9 they were lapping between 138 and 140 in the race. Like, Jeez. I was sitting there like, this is the race of tire management. That's all this is. Like, yeah. It's so aggravating. <laughs> the thinking race. I want to see him going balls to the wall the whole time. I want more crashes. Although I do think you managed to hit your wild card. Did we actually have four people out with George Russell? Uh, well, we'll get to the wild cards. And one thing I looked at with George Russell Yesterday, when I looked up the results, he wasn't listed as a DNF. He was listed as one lap down, which he is. I mean, I okay, guess, looking now, he is listed as DNF now. I guess yeah, it was yeah. too soon on the website. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. I mean, practices, nothing crazy. Um, the Red Bulls were kind of looking slow, but then I went and watched the analytics, and everyone was like, they're just sandbagging it. You put, they're like, if you put their best mini sectors together, and if you take this, you know, data over here, they're going to be fast um but red bull was like no no we're not all that fast um but i think the big surprise even to the ferraris was how fast they were i don't think anybody expected that and even carlos and leclerc were both like yeah we didn't expect to be this competitive but they're like oh you know it's it's practice you can't take too much away from it um and then we get to quality yeah, the, those ferraris were looking fast but i will say on the practice even I think what really hit it home was people always talk about how the car is not set up. Max is always upset with yes. the upshifts or the downshifts or something. But then they showed that one clip where he was like punching the steering wheel. And I was like, oh, he's really not happy with this car. And I remember texting you after FP2. I was like, could this be the weekend? And you're like, no, don't be stupid. <laughs> no. Well, that was you texted me like right after I'd watched the like Sam Collins where they had like all of the graphs of the mini sectors and like their speed and that FP two, they were like six tenths of a second slower on the straights than they were in FP one. And he was like, they've definitely throttled the engine for FP two. They're not trying to give away everything. He was like, don't, don't. So I was, you text me that. And I was like, oh, I just watched all this stuff on it. They're going to be fine. <laughs> Wrong. Oh. Well, let's go into Saturday because that's when uh, I think you got a, a good shot and a good view of what was, what was really happening, what was really going on. Yeah, it was, it, you know, the, they were all talking about the the um, track evolution. Like, it's going to continually and continually get faster and faster as the track rubbers in. It's a street circuit. 
And so everyone was kind of out setting laps. And uh, then we have old Lance Stroll. <laughs> with what a minute 30 left uh, on the clock just on the absolute ragged edge way out of his performance capability and then <laughs> slams it into the wall i mean holy crap yeah did you see the mike cracks um uh response to that yeah. where he was like basically he's like oh this doesn't show that he's He's not talented. It just shows that he's full commitment because he went and sent it around that turn. It's like, I think it shows a little bit of recklessness and probably ignorance because he thought he could do that. But I like you said, that's outside of his his wheelhouse, his possibilities right there. <laughs> they did a really interesting breakdown on it. Like it showed him understeering as he came around and drifting wide to hit that curb. And then they slow mode it as he like drifted essentially over the curb, how it lifted the front end off the ground and then set it back down. It was all over, right? Like all traction's gone. The front tires weren't even touching for a second. And it was just, you're long for the ride. It was massive. They showed a picture from the back of the wall, how much he moved the wall when he hit it. And I was thinking, I was like, this weekend, Lance Stroll unlocked the new achievement by crashing out of the race 24 hours in advance. <laughs> and when he did, I'm like, oh, when they showed the next day that he's not racing, it's like, well, there goes my prediction because I called four DNFs, but I said one with Lance Stroll. But I, I don't think it, he, he's a DNS, not a DNF. So. Yeah, I mean, that was I'd be really curious to see the medical report on that. I mean, not the full, but why he didn't race on Sunday. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the dude had a concussion or, you know, that oh, was yeah. a hell of a hit. Yeah, that was not a little a little tap by any means. So I think the only thing that was really of note, though, because of Lance Stroll doing that is it caught Oscar Piastri out. He hadn't yep. yeah. set a blister in time yet. He was sitting down and p17 and you know that was all she wrote for q1 so piastri goes out q1 yep unfortunately that happens though uh bad luck bad timing I but guess. they and they talk about that though they said you know on a street circuit like this that is notorious for red flags and crashes like you have to get out there and set a fast time because the odds of this happening are high yep. like uh and i think everybody's aware of that no one sat in the garage and came out late but uh, <laughs> once once they see Lance Stroll and Logan Sargent on track, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, we, we should have got out there. Wait for the rocket powered Mohawk <laughs> to release his commentary <laughs> from this weekend. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I love it's that. It's going to be so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get into Q2 and we have Max Verstappen impeding everybody on the track. Largely Yuki Sonoda, like hardcore slam dunk and peating. Um, and just not being able to set fast times. Him and Sergio both. I've thought for sure, like Sergio was floundering around in the bottom, and I was like, ooh, this is gonna be a bad weekend for Sergio. Uh, but I was like, ah, oh, Max is gonna do what Max does, and even though he hasn't set a good time, you know, he was coming around, setting green sectors, and I was like, This'll be he'll be safe. And then no. Yep. He puts it in. He only improves to P10. And he had Pierre <laughs> Gasly, Perez. Well, Perez was already out because he spun the car. So Perez was out. You had Gasly and uh, Lawson and Albon behind him. And Gasly and Albon passed the line. 
and didn't beat him. And he's like, okay, Max is going to squeeze by. And then Liam Lawson, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, it around the track and beats the world champion in the sister knockoff car. <laughs> it was like Liam Lawson in his, what, third race? Is it third or? Yeah, his third race in Formula One out qualifies Max Verstappen, two time world champion. Wow. <laughs> it's like the Red Bull Junior guy, Junior Junior. <laughs> just took out Max. Just took out Max, kicked him out of Q3 in a notoriously hard to pass race. Like, I was waiting for Helmet Marco just to assassinate him on the side of the track. It was coming. I was thinking, do you think he immediately called down to uh, the Alpha Tower pit wall and was like, what the hell? We will get into on, that guys. with what happened with the stewards after Quali because, yeah, I definitely think there was some <laughs> of that going on. Oh, for sure. But uh, so, yeah, Max and Sergio, both Red Bulls out of Q3 uh, or out in Q2, not going to Q3. And then we have both Haases going through to Q3. Neither Williams, but we've got both Ferraris, both McLaren, or I'm sorry, one McLaren, both Mercedes, both Haases, Esteban Ocon and Alonso all going into Q3. So it's kind of up in the air. I'd say the Aston Martin didn't look very fast. It was not being very competitive. I expected a little bit more out of it and it definitely was not, but the Ferraris, Mercedes and Lando, it was anybody's game. And yeah, that was super exciting to watch. There was a really good quality, especially the Q3 part. It was. And, and Carlos Sainz took it in hand. He took it by, you know, a decent margin, full 10th of a second up on George. Like Leclerc was only three. It was a ton of fun. It was all, you know, signs earned that one. Yeah, this post uh, vacation or post summer break, Carlos signs has been on a tear and it is it's so cool to watch. And like I, we've said many times, we've been so critical of the guy, but man, he's becoming very fun to watch. He's but definitely, Carlos, you know, that's it. Fan. I like how DC was like, I don't know what he did over the summer break. If he went to Mike Tyson's fight camp or not, <laughs> like, but he keeps getting his elbows out. <laughs> it was awesome. And then, you know, lined up for what was supposed to be an exciting race. Um, that the first bit just wasn't. It wasn't. Let's talk about this. Max Verstappen and his impedings. Cause he got three summons. For impeding. So he got, I, I don't have him in front of me, but I know Liam Lawson is, that's the main one that we want to talk about. Cause one of them was seen as like no further action necessary. Yep. And then two of them were reprimands. And the second of which Red Bull wound up with a 5,000 pound fine, which is Just not hilarious. Which is, yeah, it's like nothing at all. Like they walk the around with that in their pockets. Dinner the night before. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to do anything. But I think that it just shows, you know, the, the big the, like the big team and the sister team dynamic how that works because the sister team didn't even show up to the hearing yeah i mean and he straight up impeded yuki sonoda like yeah that was the most egregious of, of all of them completely impeded yuki sonoda like right. three three place grid penalty guarantee yeah slam dunk three place grid penalty but he nobody showed up nobody so, showed up and so i imagine it would have been interesting. I bet somebody would have showed up if Max was sitting on P1. Like, I think they would have played that game. But Leon Lawson knocking him out and him going out as P11 and Q2. Yeah, that's where Helmet Marco made that phone call down. was like, Liam Lawson will be allowed to survive this race, but <laughs> no one will show the stewards. He's like, I want Ricardo back in that car immediately. <laughs> 
you're dead to us now, Liam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's pretty crazy. That definitely was kind of a highlight of the politics behind the scenes of Formula One, which I have said several times. I think this whole sister team stuff shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. I can't wait to see the drive to survive on this weekend and how it like builds up. It's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be amazing. It will. I never, I think I only watched four episodes of drive to survive this year. I never finish it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I know it's so like churched up and all that, but I still love it. It's so cool. And this, this weekend there was so much, I know. So what are they going to do? This weekend has so much drama already. And what are they going to do to build on that? Yeah. I was wondering, like, I know Max was irate and mad, but I also couldn't help but wonder if he was a little bit excited to be racing. He I think so. Sitting P1, going to go 30 seconds off in the distance. Like, he had some work to do. And I wonder if he was, like, put his anger aside and tried to enjoy it. Well, when you see his post-race interviews, he said that was a lot of fun multiple times. Oh, did he? To, I didn't different watch the post-race. Yeah, he, he's, he, you could tell he wasn't that upset. I th- honestly think this was probably the most fun race for him because he was actually going through and fighting, especially probably not at first when he was on the hards because they were getting passed by people. But not, once he no, put the not, mediums I mean, on. He was passing. Max made he was, yeah. paces right out of the gate. Sergio got passed by Oscar and then passed him back and just sat in P13. Yeah, like, but Max was making some passes and it also like I know this is a hard track and I know that the DRS zones in a lot of tracks make for more exciting racing, but I was so excited to have the shakeup and all the people out of place and not have super strong DRS zones and be like, all right, who's going to put their nose down the inside and break late and, and make passes the old school way. Like I really thought Lewis and Alonzo were going to have a good shot because that's how they grew up racing they grew up pre-drs they never relied on that and so yeah i was kind of excited but no it just turned into the first half of tire management yeah that wasn't wasn't that interesting but i did uh (laughs) i feel so bad for yuki (laughs) two races in a row didn't even get to start well i mean he started this one but it was what lap one when his car went out lap one lap two something like that yeah and so they never i never got to see it was it because of contact with perez they never showed it i never saw it if they did okay i know they did a quick uh replay but then they never went back to it so i couldn't tell but i think it was because of contact with perez but the contact i mean it wouldn't he didn't puncture a tire like i don't know what would have just had him leave the race altogether like yeah i'm not sure on that one but sucks well, for you two in, races in a row the race so Let's go. Starting out, Leclerc is on soft. He's the only driver on soft starting in P3. Everybody is on mediums except for the two Red Bulls, P11, P13, sitting on the hards. And so it's like, okay, got some interesting opportunities here. Um, I also noted that I was so weird. They did like the, uh, you know, right before it starts, they do the virtual where they go through the grid and everyone's pit position. It just started at 19 with Jogan Yu in the starting in the pit lane and i was like did i did i miss something like they didn't say at that time that stroll wasn't racing yeah it's like i feel like we're they definitely only said 19 i'm like counting <laughs> the cars i'm like what are we oh strolls out <laughs> yeah they mentioned it during the pre-race but that was it i didn't yeah during the race they didn't um and so we get lights out and out of the gate leclerc passes russell straight into p2 ferrari one two um, yeah. just those softer tires clearly had more traction and Leclerc 
took that spot. Uh, the thing that I thought was interesting on that was during Leclerc's post-race interview, he said that right before they went to line up, he made the decision to go on softs himself. And oh, uh, really? because he wanted to make, yeah, because he wanted to guarantee that he'd be able to get in front of Russell at the beginning of the race. And so, you know, it shows another instance of the Ferrari drivers kind of taking the strategy into their own hands and it working out. You yeah. know, they, Ferrari as a whole had a really good strategy, at least no issues uh, strategy wise this past week. Kind of. They definitely um, hung Leclerc out to dry. They did. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it kind of worked. It feels. I, it sucks for Leclerc, and then he also got screwed by that pit stop. Um, yeah, he you did. know when there's traffic, but I mean they didn't they didn't pull any they didn't pull Carlos Sainz in from the lead, you know, and pit him like you know they would have done last year or whatever. They didn't do anything like outrageously stupid, but they definitely I think could have had a better strategy that didn't sacrifice Leclerc. Um, and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I I it was blowing my mind. We'll get to it. so. So Hamilton, lap one, Leclerc passes Russell. Hamilton um, is racing Norris and Russell down the straightaway, gets in front, and then just takes the runoff. Like, doesn't even try it, yeah. to make the corner at like all. That was, like, that was part of the track. <laughs> like, he just looked like he didn't even break. He just gunned it and went through there. Yeah, he's in front of Russell at this point. Russell, you know, they follow around for, like, five turns, and Russell's like, he's going to give that place back, right? Like, it's clear. So he did give it back to Russell, but the interesting thing that Lando was on the horn about was, sure, he was in front of Lando going into the corner, but that's because he just didn't break. He was like, you know, yeah, he obviously gained an advantage on the track by just not even trying to stay on the track. He should be, you know, he he's like, that's my position. It's like, you know, that's a good point. Like, yeah, True. he was in front of you going into the turn, but it's because <laughs> he was not on his brakes yet. Uh, he wasn't preparing to turn. So, you know, he ended up giving that place to Russell as well, or to Lando as well, but that was super strange. It's not like Lewis to just bail out like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I even wrote it down. I was like, what the hell's going on? It, it was very, it, it wasn't something that you would normally see the seven-time world champion do. No, not at all. Um, and then Verstappen immediately passed Liam Lawson, which I wonder if he gave him the bird as he drove by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Checo got passed by Oscar out of the gate, and then Yuki Sonoda was out. And it was, I was like, oh crap, like we got, we're going to have a safety car already. But Yuki just drove through the little S turns in the barrier and never even like the yellow flag was out for like two seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I, I did look it up. It said that he did go out with a puncture, which oh, is he, really weird that he would just go like kind of give up right there instead of trying to get back. And that's a, a lot of people are speculating now. So yeah, I don't know what the thought process was there. Yeah. Um, and then lap five, Norris passes Hamilton. I was like, did Hamilton let him by or did Norris actually pass him? And then it came out that no, Hamilton went ahead and let Norris go by. Um, lap seven, I've got the Piastri Checo battle, which was kind of entertaining to watch. Uh, a non upgraded McLaren fighting with a Red Bull and <laughs> giving him a run. Yeah. Yeah, Checo, man, he was not having a good weekend. And I was wondering, because of that contact with Yuki, if it might have damaged his car a little bit. Because, like you said, a non-upgraded McLaren. But then again, that Red Bull just was not set up right 
I know that there was some speculation that uh, potentially they had a ride height issue. They set the car up too high or something like that, and then they couldn't change it. It was the opposite of that. Uh, Max actually talked about it after Quali, um, that after FP3, they thought that they had a little bit more room to soften the suspension a little bit more. And so in the front, they took a little bit more out of the front springs and then went into quality and he said it it was too soft and it was bouncing and bottoming out and causing him to lose traction. He was like, we're just hosed at that point. Mm. Um, which I couldn't help, like after listening to that, and that might have just been an excuse, but I'm like, if you think you have a competitive car, you're in P11 in the fastest car on the field, I wonder if it'd be worthwhile to change it back to what was working start on the hards out of the pit lane and then run your race. It wouldn't have changed things too dramatically. I don't think, um, but maybe you would have had a better car to race with. I don't know. That's kind of a, you know, that's a gamble into and of itself as well, but yeah, they were definitely unhappy with the setup. Well, yeah, not good. Especially when you're battling in the back with a non upgraded McLaren. Yeah. So, uh, lap 10, Ferrari is telling Leclerc to give signs three seconds of gap. And Russell comes over the radio and is like, because they relayed that to Russell. His engineer was like, hey, Ferrari's telling, you know, Leclerc to back off of signs by three seconds. And Russell responded, was like, yeah, they're just totally sacrificing him. I was like, you know what? That sums up the entire race. Leclerc was just the punch and dummy to let <laughs> signs win. So, is. Is he, I, I can't tell. Is he coming? Is this a rebound from rock bottom or is this a new rock bottom now since he's just, I think he's the, chilling the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> he's just sitting there. That's just his home where he exists now. He's just making a house at this point <laughs> and get to hang out. Uh, I, I feel bad for him, but you know, he got out qualified. If he would have out qualified Carlos, it would have been the other way around, but he's just, yeah, he I just agree, wasn't on but it. I don't get the, the thought process like it was totally a, a game of tire management at this stage of the race by far everyone was driving slow you know i've got a note down on uh lap 18 i was like everyone's chilling russell came over the right radio and said i want to win what do i need to do to win and they're like pressure the ferraris because everyone's just managing their tires if you want to win like you have to make them blow some tires we know the ferraris have bad deg issues so stop letting Carlos dictate the race and make tires run for freaking ever. Put some pressure on them and make them wear through their tires. They, I couldn't believe in the post-race interview with after Quali that Russell straight up was like, we know the Ferraris have bad tire dig. We have an extra set of mediums. We could do a two-stopper and really you know push them, which is exactly what they did. But Russell told everyone that was the plan on Saturday. <laughs> so it was like why aren't you, you guys have an extra set of tires why aren't you pressuring yeah. the ferraris yeah exploit that weakness and they just weren't everyone was just straight up tire managing max made it up to like what p8 and was behind gasly or ocon one of the alpines and they were like don't even try like wait for everyone to pit you'll go up to p1 don't just manage tires it's easy yep um it was a very very slow start of tire management and then lap 19 happens. <laughs> and Logan Latifi oh, Sergeant <laughs> somehow just fails to turn around a corner and puts it into a wall and breaks the front wing off. 
Oh, uh, you know what I realized this weekend? Formula One needs people like Logan Sargent, Nicholas Latifi, and Lance Stroll. Because just when you're like, this race sucks, there's they're they're a wild card. And you never know when it's gonna strike, but you know there's a good chance that it's gonna happen eventually. And so just when we needed him most, bless that man, he decided to put it into the wall, cause a safety car, just like his hero Nicholas Latifi did back in Abu Dhabi, just when we needed it the most. And well, then what and happened could, after that? It was I awesome. Couldn't believe they called out a full safety car. He drove around the track, dragging the front <laughs> wing with him all the way back to the pits. But they threw a full safety car out there because there was some carbon on the track. Like a like, minute and a half later, like he was pulling into the pits after going the whole track and then like, yeah, send out the safety car. Go ahead. Bert Mylander needs some laps. He's getting tired. <laughs> like sends it out there. Everyone dives into the pits and signs comes out in front of Max. And you're like, well, there went that chance. Like the plan yep. was for Max to be P one, unleash the speed of the red bull sail off into the distance pit and hopefully come out in a decent spot. But now you're SOL. Once that happened, yeah, as soon as that happened, you knew that that was the nail in the coffin for the Red Bull. The Red Bull was going to have to pit. Yeah. The Ferraris are going to be able to go to the end, most likely. And, and that, was it. that was the and only chance. second pit stop, you know, time lapse is, is heavy. Yeah. Uh, especially when everyone's managing tires and the whole field was spread by 20 seconds. Like, yep. Um, but yeah, so crazy. So we have Ferrari double stop, which I'm like, ooh, bold move, Cotton. but it worked out it worked out it worked out except for leclerc getting sacrificed again because mercedes did a double stop who's the pit right next to ferrari and lewis coming into his pit nice and slow letting russell get out made you know leclerc just have to sit there for six seconds yep and just make him go further down the order that sucked i was sitting there like man is there a way like that that's just i guess part of the game like you're just hosed yeah, there's nothing else you could do. They got the right of way. You have to wait. Yeah, um, that, that was rough for Leclerc. Max is in P2. Perez is in P4. Lap 23 restart. And it's just not even fair. Like, Russell blows by Max. Norris and Hamilton blow by Perez. Norris passes Max then. Like, the hard tires are gone. They're just falling down. Yeah. Further. That, it's like, well. On lap 27, when Hamilton passes Max Verstappen, I was like, my, how the turntables have turned. Because this whole season and last season, Max is just blowing by Lewis. And I know Lewis just thinks of the glory days. Like, oh, I wish I could fight him. And now he's going, he's the one blowing past Max. I'm sure it was a little nostalgia for Lewis there. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah, they were Max. Yeah, they were not. They were just having a tough go of it at that point. Yeah, that was bad. But it made for an interesting, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay, we're only on lap 28. Like the Ferrari's got to take those hards almost 40 laps. So if the Red Bull hard tires are falling off already, I was like, this might get interesting towards the end um, because there's no way the hards are going to be alive. But I was like, also the Red Bulls have to pit for mediums. They can't put another set of hards on. So even though we're only yeah. on lap 28, you guys need to go like another 15 laps yeah. before you yeah. can put your mediums on. So I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, we just basically went back to tire management. Yeah, there was a little bit of excitement there for a few laps. And then it was like right back to the same thing. And you're like, just like yelling, like, Russell, you have to 
push this guy. You well, have Russell to do something. Russell came over the radio on 33 and said, I want to win. Why aren't you pressuring okay. anybody then? Like, Go for it. It's yours. <laughs> Take it. It's uh, That was blowing my mind why he wasn't. Um, and I got, just because it was boring. It was, this was a good entertaining. The Perez on lap 37. The Perez Ocon Alonso fight when Alonso had enough, tried to pass Perez. The Minister of Defense came out, but Ocon came on through and beat Alonso. <laughs> and you're like, oof. Alonso looked <laughs> frustrated. Oh, you know he was. And he's like, oh, finally I'm getting past this guy. And then one small mistake and just drops back two places after that. You know he was pissed off at that point. He was just, it was not a good weekend for the Aston Martin. No, it it, you know, going into it, I, I think both of us expected him to be competitive or at least hope so yeah but yeah just not good not at all um lap 40 the red bull pits for mediums like okay we'll see what happens like here we go here we go and perez comes out in dead last and max comes out in 15th it's like all <laughs> right i guess we'll see how far we can go on this yeah um lap 45 we have the mccle or the mercedes double stop bring both of them in throw them both on that brand new set of mediums and it's like okay all right here we go like this might like let's see what happens um something that dc brought up though is there was such a gap that leclerc could have pitted and come out in the exact same spot it would have been no loss if leclerc if leclerc pitted at the same time that those mercedes had now they didn't mm. have any brand new mediums but obviously the hards were falling off already like I it kind of just that ding on Ferrari of like, hey, you guys didn't do a bad job at strategy, but you didn't do anything yeah. stellar. Like <laughs> you could have done better. You could have done better. Um, and then Alonso comes in and pits and has that horrible stop. What was his pit like? Twenty seconds stationary. So it was a twenty-five second uh, on twenty-five seconds on the pit stop uh, timer when he took off. Yeah, I guess the rear of the car fell off of the jack. They said it was like a new body work or new jack or something, and it just slipped right off. That was bad. Yeah. It was just going, that was just another slap in the face going from bad to worse at that point. You know, when it rains, it pours for Mr. Alonzo. And he came out down in like 16th or something, 15th. It was bad. Yeah. Um, but I did, I really enjoyed seeing both of those Mercedes. It was like one of those like ominous, like these two black cars riding together helping each other out pulling each other through and just picking cars off one by one it was yep. so cool to see and it, it was like like that is good strategy that's you know a, a team that knows what they're doing and they were able to exploit you know and, and get the most out of that situation um unfortunately one of their drivers failed <laughs> failed to complete the mission but that was awesome <laughs> to see <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was super, like, I think ominous is the perfect word. Like, it was like, ooh, shit, here we go. And not that long later, lap 54, Russell and Hamilton blow by Leclerc. You're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> Leclerc was quite the sitting duck. Like, this might be good. Um, lap 58, best line of the entire race. <laughs> signs, big brain signs reels lando in to give drs so that lando can defend against the mercedes and like the next lap his engineer comes over he's like lando's in drs range he's like yeah it's on purpose <laughs> the engineer was like oh that's a good idea i didn't think about that <laughs> he's pulling out his notebook he's like 
DRS on purpose. Check. Gonna use that next time. Like, come on, strategist. But yeah, that's awesome. It just goes to show like Carlos Sainz is evolving and he's coming into his own and it shows the just intelligence that he has to be able to think like that while he's driving and come up with a plan like that. I think that shows like kind of what separates the good drivers from the truly great. And I think he's making that switch and he's, you know, he might be becoming, you know, somebody to really talk about as being one of those great Formula One drivers. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's unfortunate that it's at the sacrifice of Leclerc building his house at rock bottom and just living there. Like, <laughs> um, I think DC even said it, or maybe it was Julian Palmer that was like, Signs has been the better driver and is now becoming the number one driver there at Ferrari. And you're like, man, how yeah. bad? Like, that's Signs has been coming into his own and making a phenomenal transition. But damn, Leclerc, like, <laughs> Leclerc's just been beaten into submission at this point, and he's lost his edge. and <clears throat> And I think that Carlos Sainz has been able to rise to the occasion. Okay, yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, Charles Leclerc uh, is just not looking good. So we got Lewis and Russell chasing Lando, and I think Lewis lost the race for them because he Russ was Russell was making that move on Lando and Lewis went to make a move on Russell and then they started squabbling and fell back. Yeah. I think that that was I hesitate to say selfish but not a great move on on Lewis trying to pass Russell. And and Lewis was driving faster than Russell. He had caught Russell from a 4 second deficit, but like man, don't make Russell go on the defensive when y'all are trying to be on the offensive. Like, And they lost time, and I think that really hosed them. It, it was probably poorly timed by Lewis. If yeah. they, if he, sh- he probably should have waited till either they passed Lando, and then it's like, you know, it's a free-for-all. Let's go for number one. But yeah, even at the post-race interview, George Russell was saying, like, that one move that he made on Lando, that was it. It was, yeah. you know, like, like Eminem. He had one shot and one opportunity. And he failed it right there. And then he had no chance after that. Yeah. And then lap 62, we're like, maybe it'll be, you know, they'll come <laughs> around those final turns and it'll be an awesome race, drag race to the finish. Oh, and George Russell's in the wall. <laughs> Dude, when they like switch that one view from the front and you just see all the cars turn and George just go <laughs> right into the wall. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh my God. And that was like, it was already edge of the seat. What's going to yes. happen? And then, oh, my God, just turn up the drama a couple more levels right there. Oh, man, that was awesome. It was <laughs> sucks uh, for George. Lewis driving by going, ha, ha. He's <laughs> 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 about the podium. <laughs> Loser. Oh, <I'm> out. <laughs> man, <laughs> that was crazy. That was insane. And the funny thing, like right before that happened, I was like, Red Bull needed to be number one and number two and Mercedes to score no points to wrap up the constructors this weekend, which none of us thought was going to happen. But I was like, I don't think any of us thought that Red Bull was going to be almost scoring no points and Mercedes was fighting for (laughs) one and two. Man, what a crazy, wild, wild ending to this race. Carlando for the win, bro. Oh, man, Carlando. And then... Oh, man, I was just looking down at, at seeing my notes about Russell. Did you see this post-race interview? Yes. I, 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 <laughs> my guy had some, some really big Danny Ricardo vibes from, <laughs> from Austin last year. 
<laughs> when he's just it's just what it's almost painful to watch like you could tell this guy is just emotionally just empty and drained and he's just trying to hold it together and you felt so bad for him but man that oh it and it, it honestly his discomfort led to an even better ending to the race oh he co- completely did it would have been a great race ending if they finished with russell on the podium but him putting it into the wall and having Lewis on the podium great entertainment <laughs> But it was it was awesome to see the Carlando boys back up there, back together again, making their own team. Even though they're not on the team anymore, they're still working together, and it's they're awesome. They're still boys. Um, let's talk about real quick. I forgot I wrote it afterwards. I didn't realize Norris hit the wall that Russell hit. So that, like that that wasn't super clear till they did the replays after the race. But Norris hit that wall first. He clipped it, and the you know the McLaren just managed to stay together. Um, but when he clipped it, the wall moved out and Russell ate it. Like, I think that if Norris hadn't hit that wall, Russell might have clipped it like Norris did, but he would have been fine. But that wall, like it took his front tire off, broke the steering suspension on that. Like that was I think that was Norris because <laughs> Norris clipped the wall. I think it took Russell out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't realize he hit it, too. until after the, the interviews. But yeah, man, that's. <laughs> that's crazy because like like russell said the difference of a centimeter basically meant that he's not finishing the race he went from a podium finish to a dnf yep it's just it's crazy and then let's talk max verstappen who finished three tenths of a second behind leclerc in fifth place he was that close to passing leclerc and being p4 after starting P11, getting hosed by a safety car. Like there was there was times where I was like, he he might do it. He might find a way. Like he is Max Verstappen. Don't count him out. But I like you said, after that safety car, I was like, there's no way. But then later on in the race, you start to see he's actually coming through. And like if a couple things happen up at the front, Max might find his way up there again. Which, you know, it didn't happen, but man, that would have been wild. But he's still, what a great drive from him. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, Sergio Perez finished P8 behind Oscar Piastri and Pierre Gasly, but he was like 14 seconds behind Piastri. There was no chance of catching them. So, yeah, phenomenal race all the way around. We ended up with one, two, three, four DNFs and a DNS. So... And Fernando well, Alonso in last place behind Logie Sarge. Oof. What, what a weekend to forget for him. All right, let's hop into our predictions from uh, the same. Predictions or group. heroes and zeros? Oh, uh, yeah, heroes and zeros. Let's do, the, let's do the predictions first. All right, all right. This is bad. I don't think I got a single point. Oh, I did. I got one. All right. Well, all right, so let's see. I think we both had Max on pole. Yep. Which did not happen. Nope. Did not um, my P3, I had Lewis Hamilton. Oh, you had Lewis at P3. I forgot about that. I did have Lewis on Well P3. played, sir. Well yes, played. Yes, sir. I had Norris. Who did you have? You did. I remember that. Yep. Didn't work out. Uh, P2, I had Lando Norris. Boop, Ooh. plus one. Boop, plus one. <laughs> I had Alonzo. That was a swing oh, and a miss. Oh, damn. A swing and a miss. 
I thought the Wiley Fox oh. with all the rain forecasted. I thought I thought Alonzo was going to come out. Not not so much. You were almost as wrong as you could have been on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. So. Oh man! All right, P one. I think we both had Max, right? Yeah, we both had Max. Oh, and it didn't happen. The one time that I don't put Max, or the one time that I do put Max on there. I go against everything else and try to use logic and put Max P1 and on pole, and it didn't work out. Didn't work out this weekend. I just got to make sure I stay opposite of you. <laughs> My right, wild card, I had Checo not finishing in the top five. Good job. Hey, you worked I'll out. Take I'll take it. My wild card. See, I got too specific. I said four DNFs, and then I, I doubled down, and I said one of those is going to be Lance Stroll. Which I mean, I, I'd borderline I, give it to you. It, it's he didn't finish the race. He also just didn't start it. But like you said, he just <laughs> DNF the race twenty four hours in advance. <laughs> oh, achievement unlocked. <laughs> oh man, heroes and All zeros. Right. All right, heroes and zeros. How about you start with the zeros and then I'll I'll do the heroes. My first zero is Leclerc. He just got oh, really? hung out to dry and. Not, I mean, it just highlights him continuing to be at rock bottom. Like, right. I want more and I mean, from him. It's, and he's capable yeah. of more, but God dog, that Ferrari team just beats him. Yep. And like you said, he was hung out to dry, but again, I put that on his shoulders. He should have outqualified Carlos and he didn't. So he found himself in that. He worked, he earned his spot in, in that position this weekend. He did. He absolutely did. But because of that, he's still a zero both ways. Um, and for the first time this year, my zeros, I've got Red Bull. Woo! I mean, yeah. They did a phenomenal comeback, right? Finishing P5, P8, phenomenal comeback, but weekend to forget for Red Bull. Yeah, definitely um, weekend to forget. And then just, just to twist the knife a little bit more, Lance Stroll. Gonna go ahead and throw him on that zero list. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, I don't know if it's a spoof or not, but someone posted on Instagram uh, is like F one troll or something that they had taken a screenshot of the constructors uh, scoring, and under Aston Martin, it just had Alonzo. There was no slash stroll; it just had Alonzo. And they're like, "Ooh, damn F one, that's harsh. Uh, <laughs> that's funny right there." <laughs> uh, it's like when they did the uh, the lap comparison. I forget what race it was, but. They do the like the teammates and they have the different color for who is better. It was just Alonzo <laughs> when I was comparing Alonzo and Stroll. <laughs> oh man. All right. So my zeros. Um I first put Logan Sargent on here. And it's I know we've talked about how patient uh that team is. And then uh James Vowles came out earlier, like last week, I think, and was like, Logan needs to continually improve if he wants yep. to keep a seat. So it is not not on Red Bull helmet Marco to talk shit about him level, right? But he's turning up the heat a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. So Logan needed to have a good performance. Um at least, you know, close to the, the points. Just don't right. And so, you know, put it into the wall. I know Logan in his post race interview was talking about how he was happy with his like last third of the race performance. <laughs> But, I mean, you shot yourself in the foot, bro. Like, you can't do that, especially not right now. Turn the wheel. <laughs> Don't go straight. <laughs> so, so Logan Sargent is my first zero. Fair. 
Um, my second zero, I, I put Aston Martin. You know, it's, yeah. they kind of didn't meet expectations. The uh, they had that pit stop him. issue. Yeah, exactly. At first, I had Alonzo, and then I was like, no, some of it wasn't his fault. No. Some of it might have been, but I think he just the car wasn't set up right. He had that pit stop problem, so I put Alonzo. He had the five sorry, second Aston penalty Martin. because he couldn't turn yeah. into the pit lane. That was I forgot all about that. Yeah. Part. Oh, he completely went over the curb and back in. Um, and then my last zero, I hesitated to put him on here, but it I had to. George Russell. <laughs> he had such a great he was he was he was borderline a hero, right? Yes. <laughs> borderline a hero. He was going to be and, on the hero list. <laughs> and then man, to just completely throw it all away, which I get it. You're on the the knife's the razor's edge, right? And you're on the last lap, giving it everything you got, and it just takes one small lapse of judgment. Maybe he blinked at the wrong time. I don't know. Um, It'll get but yeah, you. George Russell. It sucks, but you know he, he had a good race, though. I'm overall. still gonna double down on that because we've been getting a lot of flack. You released released the Instagram reel. I knew that you were going to. Where I said I think George Russell is hungrier than Lewis Hamilton. Now. I should have maybe caveated heavier. I said it, but people aren't listening yet. I think Lewis Hamilton is a better driver, and he's a more mature and experienced driver. I think Russell is hungrier, but I think yeah. that being hungrier and leaving it all out on the ragged edge, this is going to happen. And I, it's not a ding against him. I'm actually glad to see that he wasn't, you know, for all the talk the whole race of, I want to win this, I want to win this, but you're not pressuring the Ferraris at all. I was glad to see him being hungry there at the end. I was starting to doubt what I said earlier, but I was like, no, there's that hunger. You just got to yeah. not put it in the wall. Like uh, maturity I, won yeah. out that day. Right. But you know, honestly, this is part of his evolution. Lewis yes. Hamilton used to make mistakes. Max Verstappen made the same mistakes. Max Verstappen and look at them now. Like a third of the races from taking people out. Like, exactly. So I, I think that this has to happen. I'm yes. glad to see that he was so emotional about it because you could tell it's going to leave a mark. Right. So now he's going to know. You know, and, you know, in a few years time when he's winning world championships, you know, stuff like this is going to be the reason why. That's exactly right. Heroes. You want to start? Heroes. All right. Yeah. My first hero, I went with the Kiwi, Liam Lawson, knocking out Max Verstappen in in, uh, Q2, finishing P9 in the race, getting points, his third time driving a Formula One car. For the highest points uh scored yep. for alpha Tauri. yep and you know what's funny is when they show the uh constructors and you look at the bottom and the bottom what four are all alpha Tauri drivers yeah <laughs> you got liam yuki uh daniel and nick devries <laughs> yeah it's bad that team's bad yep all right so my next one gotta give it to my boy lando lando had a, a good weekend and he got a little bit of help there at the end. Otherwise, I think he definitely would have got eaten up by those Mercedes. Oh, yeah. But hey, he did a good job. He found himself in that position um, on merit. And yeah, he had the upgraded McLaren, but you know he still was able to get in that position. And he put it P2. And my last hero, got to give it to the Spaniard, man. Carlos Sainz, the spicy little chili pepper. He's doing a phenomenal job. Much respect to that guy. Complete turnaround from the beginning of the year. And uh, I think his stock is definitely at an all-time high right now. And I'm anxious to see what he actually ends up doing in the future. I completely agree. My, I have the exact same hero list. I got Carl Lando oh, nice. and Liam Lawson. 
Um, final thought, though, going to put you on the spotlight now. Does Carlos Sainz stay with Ferrari? That's why I said I'm excited to see what he does in the future, right? And I, I, I want to be careful of having recency bias, right? Because, yeah, you can have a, a good couple races. Um, but I think overall, everything that's been done, I don't know. I, I think, I yes, know. he leaves. But and then the risk is it's Ferrari. Like, where are you going to go? You're going to go to, if he goes to Audi, he's going to a complete unknown and hoping that it winds up like Lewis Hamilton when he went to Mercedes. Yep. Chances, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a risk. But I, I think that, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I can't go either way on that right now. I think he stays. That's my prediction. Think- I'm going to say it. I think he's going to stay. I think that Stockholm syndrome is already got Leclerc, but I think signs if he can continue to win races. I don't know yeah. that. I you know if you can show you're competitive, it, it sucks that you're having to be your own strategist. But hey, we're also seeing Ferrari's strategy didn't kill them this weekend. It could have been better, but it was definitely a step in a good direction. I think that mm-hmm. if I'm Carlos and I can continue over the rest of the season to see improvements, trust that Fred Vasseur has got the right people in, I, I w- it'd be hard to leave. Yep. And that, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, it's too soon for me to, to call it. But if they continue on this trajectory where they have good strategy, good results, the team seems to be gelling, everybody's collectively turned against Charlotte Claire and started beating him. <laughs> instead of <laughs> Carlos Sainz. I think that uh, if that continues, <laughs> minus the Charlotte Claire part, then yes, he will stay. I still love the Lando in DRS range. Yeah, it's on purpose. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, man, what a wild weekend. Yeah. This is, I, I think, probably, and I, I, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I think that this has been the most exciting race finish since Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I think so. It's this just has been on point. Awesome. And I am excited for Suzuka. It's probably my, one of my absolute favorite tracks. Yep. I think you're, a lot of the drivers say the same thing, too. So Suzuka, hopefully, is going to be awesome. Suzuka almost always rains. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens this year. Um, but, yeah, man, that's it for this one, I guess. Hey, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. And we'll be back uh, in a few days time for our Suzuka. Sorry. We'll be back in a few days time for our Suzuka uh, preview pod. And uh, I think that's it. Unless you got anything else for this one, Dylan. That's it. All right. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. <laughs>